Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and today on the podcast, we have Dakota Wright, aka Print Fairy on TikTok. Dakota has been going viral for essentially two straight years now, ever since posting his first food order at a restaurant. And it, it was a trend that was happening in the spring of 2021, and his were just the ones that were standing out. Everyone was doing it, but his were the best. And he's continued to do it every single week since then. And he has just amassed a bigger and bigger following. And he's, his energy is so infectious. He's so positive. And I just love what he puts out there. You've seen his videos. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check it out. Or just watch this interview and then go check it out. He's a great follow on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And I loved hearing about his career. We talked about how much he makes on sponsored posts, that he's doing this full time now. So it's he's doing very, very well. You know, we kind of talked a lot about that and sort of him not having a game plan for the rest, that he just really kind of goes with his gut. And I think that's a really, that's a really cool way to, to navigate this, this social media fame. And then we pivoted kind of halfway through because, you know, Dakota is a huge Bravo fan. We've been social media friends for a good amount of time. So we talked a lot about the Housewives, what our current thoughts are, how we first got into it. It was really fun. And lastly, I mean, Dakota, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he got engaged on Watch What Happens Live four years ago. So we talked a little bit about that as well, which is, if you haven't seen that, go look it up. It's it's it honestly like made me tear up. So I love Dakota and um, you will too, if you are not already familiar with him. So yeah, keep listening for my interview with Dakota Wright. Follow him on TikTok at Print Fairy and please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're here with Dakota Wright, aka Print Fairy on TikTok. You know him for his food orders, for his four to drink orders. Dakota, you are a bright light in so on social media these days, and I'm so excited to talk to you. I know you're a big Bravo fan. Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I guess we've we've been social media friends for, for a little bit. I, I guess I didn't realize how big of a Bravo fan you were, but upon you know doing research and connecting with you, you're, well, you're hey, deep I've in there as well. You forever on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been like such a fan for the longest time. So when you follow me back, I like freaked out. Oh my god, you're making me blush. <laughs> and I've been a huge fan of yours for the past several years after since you've blown up. So it's been it's been so fun to watch your your rise as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, TikTok uh, is like. It's weird. It's like my little like diary. Is how right. I like is that how you approach it? Like, how do, how do you think about TikTok? And obviously that that's your biggest platform. What's your like theory about it? What, how do you kind of envision it for yourself? So like, I just approach it literally like I have all these friends and they're like in this tiny little phone and I just turn it on and record whatever I want to record. You know, it's like a lot of content creators. I hate the word influencer. A lot of um, content creators like try to plan stuff out and like, you know, write scripts and all that stuff. And I truly just fly by the feet of my pants on there. And so that's how I approach it. I, I think that's probably the best approach to have too. I, I saw somebody recently, a TikTok came up on my, on my FYP and it was like, you know, the, the way that she thinks about it is almost like as her Instagram story and just like, just post whatever you want to post on there. And it's less yeah. like about like a grid post on Instagram. Cause I think we, as millennials, we all kind of think of it as like, it should be even more of a moment, but like, it doesn't always have to be a moment, you know? Yeah. Like we're, so, well, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm so sick of like the whole like aesthetic, like of like trying to look picture perfect. You right. Know? Like I care more about like personalities and stuff like that when I'm, you know, choosing people to follow and interact. Totally. So Dakota, I know that like 
I I've, I did some research for this and I listened to some podcasts you've been on before. And you said that in this, all this started really for you in the spring of 2021, when there was uh-huh. this trend on TikTok where people were just like saying their fast food orders, like not, not, not really with any sort of gimmick or joke or like any sort of entertainment value. They were just saying them and yeah. yours was one of the ones that blew up and you just kept with it. And you, yours are the ones that were really sticking out and you've done one a week since then, I think you said somewhere. And yeah. I guess like my first question is like, why do you think it was, it was yours that really stuck out? Honestly, well, I'll just be real with you. Okay. So like the people doing the trend, like they were like these boring, like college white girls, so vanilla, like no personality, (laughs) the typical girl that would go like an oversized Lululemon jacket to Starbucks. Okay. (laughs) And so then you put like these three gay people on there with like all this personality, you know, and I think that's just what made it stick. And mm. I, I still think that's what makes it like keep going. I, yeah, I feel like it's, it's. I think people fell in love with you too. I think that they love your personality and you and your friends and you all clearly are such fun, good friends. I think that that's, that's infectious and you can't, you can't manufacture that either. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And lately, I mean, it's just been like me and my husband Jackson doing it, but I think that's because, you know, when we started this, like the world was like shut down, you know, for the most part. And now everybody's like back to work in normal schedules like it's harder to get um some of the new characters in as people Got call it. them um you know that's what my followers call them like <laughs> old characters new characters right. um but it's just harder to like make it work but yeah people love me and jackson mm-hmm. is this what you're doing full-time now or do you have yeah. do you have another job really so yeah and, so and- i do have another job um i'm a realtor full-time okay but since this is like you know i've been traveling a lot for this a whole like tiktok instagram thing yeah and I've been getting a lot of brand deals. So it surpassed the money that I was making on. Um, that's and that's another thing about me. Like I'll talk about like, there's like this culture, like hush hush with content mm-hmm. creation, like how much money you make. Everyone should do it. It pays really well. And there's room for everybody. But anyways, yeah. So like, I guess you would consider I'm doing this full time now. Right. Okay. So, I mean, is it, is it gauche of me to ask you? So like, let's say a restaurant reaches out and they're like, Dakota, we want you to come and do your food order there. Okay. What does that look like for you? I want you to guess, because like, I'm not bragging for sure, you know, because like we work really hard to like try to be organic, you know, like these brands will send me like these boring, of like, course, I don't know what you want to call them, like, like a brief, thing. yeah, yeah, totally yeah, the brief. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm going to do like my normal thing. Okay. So I just want you to guess. What do you think? And so is it usually one post, like one TikTok? Yeah, just one post. Oh, I'm, is it five figures? It can be, yeah. Yeah, I was going to guess but, sort of like around like the 10 to 15 range. Yeah, that's, yes, yeah. That's pretty amazing. And so and that's- for I- me to like do what I want to do, you know, like I'm not reading a script. I'm not like, come try the new like, you know, Tilly's drink. Like I'm literally just doing what I want to do. So Yeah, and that, and that's what you were already doing as well. So it's just like, you're, get, you're getting paid to dine out. At <laughs> I might as well, you know, and now it's like, it's a full on business. You know, no Jen Shaw over here. It's a full-on business. I keep my receipts. <laughs> I feel so bad. But I just watched all the stories and stuff that Sharif just put out. So I, oh, I, oh, I know. I, I watched uh, that eight-minute video he put up there. Oh, I wish, no. I, I, I wanted the eight minutes back. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I watched like six minutes of that. Yeah, good for you. I I I kept with it. So, okay, so this, this is full-time. But, it, but it, what, one thing I do love about this is that like, people also love Jackson and they, and they love his appearances in all your videos. But I also love that he doesn't really have any interest himself in being the star. Right. It's it's all about 
Yeah. He's just kind of there for like to be your companion and to, and to kind of support you, which is so refreshing. I think when in a, in a day and age when everyone wants to be famous and a content creator and an influencer, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, Cause there are lots of couples, um, especially other gay couples that like start this whole thing together. And then once they get like this large following, they break up mm. and then it becomes like, you know, who's better and who's this and who's that. And like, you know, Jackson just doesn't care to make content, make videos, take pictures. When I say he's like a true straight man when it comes to like <laughs> stuff like that, like he just does. He's like an Instagram husband, right? Yeah. And so like he literally will be like, Dakota, just give me a joke. Tell me what you want me to say. You know, like we come up with it all together and he's just like, just I'll show up. And I'm like, okay, like that's easy, you know. But that's amazing because that's he's one, it's the support, but also like I, I also have seen sort of the flip side or the opposite of that in in just kind of anecdotally in other relationships where like yeah. the partner sort of almost like it's almost like a grudge they have against the fact that the person has to post all these things and document and it's nice that he embraces it with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is really nice. And a lot of times like people will compare us in the comments and at first it like really didn't bother us until I'm sure you've seen some of the videos I make where I like, you know, clap back at people. Oh, yeah. Some people can be so awful. And I'm like, you guys, this is not like a competition. Like we're literally here, whether it's just me, him, five of us, we're here to just make you laugh. So like, just chill out. It's not a competition. Mm -hmm. I, no, I, I like that. I like the mentality. And, and and it's it's one of those things where I think people see people that are happy and thriving and they just want to tear that down. That's the sort of a lot of people online's natural it's reaction. Totally so I'm glad that you can, can clap back at that. That's because oh, you yeah. have the platform now to do that. Well, I've had to like craft my clap back because like before, you know, I'm very mouthy. And so <laughs> I try to get on there and like say what I want to say. And TikTok's like, nope, ban, ban. So now I have to like, do you want to like decode it almost? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I have to take a minute before I get on there and, you know, start running my mouth, so, mm -hmm. which is fine because, you know, if other people have to follow the guidelines, so do I. Yeah, so. totally. So, I mean, we talked a little bit at the beginning about how sort of like you're a little bit more in instinctual with like what you post and, and when you post and things like that. But since amassing a much bigger following, do you force yourself to like like think about something two or three times before really putting it out there, like just in case or no? No, um, I will say, you know, like I've dabbled in YouTube a little bit. And so with that, like those kinds of videos are so long that you do have to have like some kind of structure, you know? Um, but as far as like TikTok and Instagram, like I'm literally, you know, like it's 3 p.m. I'm like, Jackson, where do you want to eat at when you get home? We decide, we get in the car, we go do it. And it's it's literally that effortless. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. I've seen your videos shared on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. I've seen, I've seen them viral a million times. Who's sort of the most surreal, famous, kind of like, oh my God, this person has seen me or knows who I am or likes what I put out there? I knew you were going to ask me that. And it's, it's obviously so embarrassing because, you know, on Instagram, you can see like the verified people that like interact with you. Yep. And I'll have to get my phone and be like, Jackson, who is this? And he looked at me like, oh my God, like, you don't know who that is. And I'm like, no. So what's and, an example of somebody like that? Um... It was just last night. It's the guy that does the radio station. Last name Duran. I think it's his last name. Oh, Elvis Duran. Yeah, I had no idea who that was. Oh, he's huge. 
I have that's, no idea who that that's was. Big expo- that's big exposure if you can get on his show. So, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I went and looked. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I've heard, you know, like him on the radio, but like the name and the face didn't register. Right. So, yeah. so you really are, you really are more of a housewives person. Well, I am. And two, like, I just have never gotten caught up in like celebrities and like stardom. Like the last time we were in LA, um, do you know who Joan Collins is? Yeah, of course. So we were out to dinner and she walked by and I didn't even look at her. And Jackson was like, you know who that was, right? I'm like, I couldn't tell, I couldn't have picked her out of lineup, honey. It's kind of so, nice you aren't phased by it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm just here to enjoy myself. Um, but as far as like celebrities that I love that have followed me, definitely Carson Kressley is like- Oh, that's a great that. one. Oh yeah, my God. I love him so much. And I could yeah. see you sort of in that lineage of, of humor and just, it's- you got irresistible and neither of you ever get ever get old i'll always be entertained by both of you so that that's that's a good one yeah yeah he's great and um as far as like housewives go like lisa barlow has commented on stuff queen of sundance i know garcelle liked one of my videos a long long time ago sutton's daughter follows me on tiktok okay (laughs) and you're a slutton right do what are you a slutton oh absolutely five thousand (laughs) percent yeah that track so we're, we're we're you're one degree of separation from Sutton's track so I know I know well listen I'm gonna DM her when I'm in LA and I'm gonna be like listen we've got to get you and your mom in a TikTok like we've got to do it what do I need to do could you imagine the chaos oh my god what, like, what, what restaurant would I want you guys to go to oh my god <laughs> go to Craig's with Sutton and her daughter and just <laughs> I, it would I, that, see I would be starstruck then if Sutton walked by yeah I, I, I would, I would kill for that. (laughs) (laughs) And you recently went to the screen premiere in New York, I think it was last week. And that, that's a major moment, obviously. What's an, what are some of the most major kind of experiences or things that you've gotten exposed to in the past two years that you're still kind of like, how am I, how am I being able to do these things? Literally the screen premiere was probably like the top of the list. Really? never just thought that I would get to do something that cool but like it was such a fun experience it flew by like way too quick like the the carpet the pictures like all that is so so fast yeah yeah um that was really cool and then last summer um I was part of TikTok's um LGBTQ plus community trailblazers for pride month so like they flew me out to LA got to be on the float all their oh that's amazing yes all that stuff was fun Mm -hmm. and that's that's amazing also to have that sort of endorsement and sign off from the platform that helped create the platform to help create this following for you you know what I mean yeah. that's that's kind of like a nice full circle situation I feel like yeah and not to be shady but I'm kind of loving Instagram a little bit more now so. really why, why is that <laughs> well you know I, I've always like just posted on TikTok and because I cringe a little bit when creators like post the same thing on every platform you know, because like I love my creators, but like I don't want to see them every time I open an app, you know, sure. like, so I get it. But I one day was just like, let me start posting my stuff there. And so I did. And it just took off to the point to where I think at the beginning of the year, I had 9,000 followers and now I have 75,000. And I woke up in the middle of the night, applied for verification back in November, never heard anything and then got verified. And I was like, I'm like, like, what is going on? Oh, I love um, that. But yeah, the, the Instagram, um, and it's a whole new audience. Like it's people that have never seen our stuff. Right. Tell because I'm one of those people that's always in my comment section. Isn't that a dangerous game though, to be always in your own comment section? It is. Yeah. You have to be in a very good like mental health space. Mm-hmm. And so, thankfully I go to therapy multiple times a month. 
<laughs> thrilled for you. That's good. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. learned to just like block people and I've learned, you know, sometimes if people just want to be like totally off the wall, then that's one of the ones that I'll save for a clap back. And there I'm we like, go. I'm going to use your ignorance as free content. As inspiration. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read your profile in Bon Appetit, which again, it's like, that's the that's top so food. Cool. That's the t- top food publication in the country, really. I know. It, that's a major. But there was a part in that where you talked about, and I've seen videos of you addressing this, but there was a part of uh, what that talked about kind of how open you've been with your disordered eating journey and how this this whole platform and having all these people supporting you in the community that you've been able to build around you through TikTok and now Instagram, you, you said it sort of like has sort of prevented you from relapsing, has kind of kept you on track and kept you healthy. Can you elaborate on that and sort of what about this platform and these people that are supporting you have enabled that? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so I never really talk about it on my TikTok too in depth because I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Like, you know, all of us that go through an eating disorder journey, it's different for everybody. And right. one of my biggest things when I first opened up about it was like, if somebody asked me something, I don't want to say something that worked for me and it like send them in a downward. That's spot. important. Yeah. You know, so I always just like to put that disclaimer out there. Um, But, you know, when we were first doing these, you know, I was very strict, like six days a week. And then one day a week, I would just go, you know, all out. And I think just the combination of seeing all the support that I got and like all the stuff I was doing in therapy. I'm like, you know what, let me let me not be so strict. So I started doing it, you know, off camera, like two or three days a week. And now it's like, I'm not strict at all like I still count like my calories and stuff even if it's a lot because it's more of like an OCPD thing I have a Mm -hmm. personality disorder too honey I'm a mess so (laughs) but I mean it's just like I think just a combination of like people being supportive you know reaching out my DMs saying like hey I you know I deal with this too seeing you and seeing you and Jackson like laughing and having a good time over food has helped me you know it's really helped me to behind the camera so Mm -hmm. That's really that's really nice to hear, and I, and I and I love to hear that. Kind of going off that and weaving it into what we about to housewives, it's like I'm. What I have been curious about is like we've seen these a couple of the housewives really open up about their own journeys in a really big way in recent years. Jackie and Crystal in particular have really been really brave with their own stories, and I think that they have the same kind of approach to it, which is like this is what my journey is, is what has worked for me. I'm not kind of trying to prescribe anything for everybody else. But I'm wondering if if you're willing to talk about it, like how, what's it like for, for you to, who has gone through your own journey to watch somebody else open up on such a big platform like they have? Is is that, yeah. especially on shows that you love to watch like that, what, 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 what's that been like as a viewer? Um, it's really inspiring, honestly, because, you know, like seeing these people say something on camera in the moment, you know, I've been on camera in the moment, right? And really nobody's watching, but the camera, but then to have it turn around and blast into a whole nation and we you know worldwide, like that says to me that me and my little TikTok and Instagram corner are going to be okay, you know? So like, yeah. I guess that made me feel a little bit more comfortable opening up about it. Now, when it comes to those episodes, like some of the comments Erica made to Crystal and stuff mm. like that, I had to get off Twitter. Like I couldn't read some of that stuff that people were saying, because like they're almost dismissing it in a way. So I think that's just the other side of the coin you have to account for whenever you talk about this kind of stuff on a large platform yeah you have to almost like pull yourself out of the conversation preemptively to avoid any of that yeah yeah because like people who don't get it don't get it you know yeah totally it's like why are you weighing in on something you've never experienced or never don't know anything about yeah 
Right. Totally. So let, let's, let's talk a little bit more about Housewives, more lighthearted. What was your entree into Bravo, into Housewives? Was it a particular franchise? Was it a particular housewife that you got attached to? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to put this on the record. I say it all the time. Ramona, Vicky, move over. NeNe Leaks and the Real Housewives of Atlanta put me and I think Housewives on the map. Mm. Okay. So that was my door. Yeah. I, I, I am, I'm not going to argue with that because for me, it was, it was the kind of combo of Nini and Bethany. Like they're like, it was, the, oh, I got yeah. I, I, as like a, in high school, I got like so attached to them as personalities and then obviously their franchises too. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I really feel like Nini is like that girl when it comes to Bravo and what has come out of it, you know? Yeah. I think that she, her impact is still felt and you still, I mean, there's a reason why she's had so her her quotables and her memes are the most apparent anything out of anybody that woman says. anything yeah. and it's so natural <laughs> to her it's so even she was on she was on um the breakfast club recently and like being so shady and and so whatever and it's just like so effortless to her it's amazing i know i know and you know it's i don't know if you're like this but like when you watch these housewives you're like i wonder who i resonate with the most you know and you know, I've seen every season of every city of every show, even some of the international ones. Wow. And I would have to say, like, this is probably going to scare some people, but <laughs> I'm like the perfect mix between Tamara Judge, Nene Leakes, and Teresa Judice, like all in one person. And so those are the three that I like, you know, gravitate towards the most that I feel are like the strongest people on Bravo, even today, even though Nene's not on anymore and Tamara was gone. Like, I, like you just said, I feel like their impact is so. Important. That's that's your whole so that's your holy trinity. Yeah, that's my whole. Uh, that's trinity. a pretty strong. That's a pretty strong holy trinity. I have to say. I mean, yeah. And people, when I say that, like, especially like on TikTok Live or like on Instagram, they're like, "What? You're so quiet and like, you know, soft spoken." I'm like, "You've never really seen anything outside of <laughs> you. You can <laughs> you, know you can pop off a little bit. Yeah, like I'm definitely can be full of it and <laughs> definitely know how to hold a grudge. You know, I can be very witty." I love it. A lot of oh the one-liners we come up with are because of me. You know, a lot of people don't know that, but <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I love that. So, I mean, we, we that's sort of the our entree into it, but I, and a lot has changed, evolved, and what have you since then. Where do you currently sort of, like, what are your thoughts currently on, like, the just sort of the landscape across Housewives? Like, what's really working for you? What's not really working for you? Because you're obviously an expert. Yeah. Well, I'm a diehard fan. So, I mean, Bravo could put out the Real Housewives of Bumfuck Alaska and I would watch it. Okay. Same. I'm absolutely. Just, I'm, I'm there. Next question. It, okay. But I definitely feel like social media has changed a lot of how like housewives work. I'm still on the fence whether or not it's for good or for worse. I, I don't know. Like, so Atlanta's not working for me anymore. Like, that used to be my number one show. And I think after season nine, we all know what happened. I think that's when I was really like, okay, I can't do it anymore. And then when Nene left again, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't do it anymore. Mm. So New and York do, was do working. You, oh, go ahead. Do you, sorry. sorry. Do you think that the social media part of it, do you think it's more like sort of like the Instagram effect of like caring a little bit too much about like the glam and how things look? Or do you think it's like the commentary from social media that like sort of gets into their heads? 
Well, no, I think the commentary from social media would just do nothing but like add to, you know, maybe somebody's storyline. Right. You know, like Crystal, maybe um, seeing the discourse around her, you know, eating disorder or some of the housewives bashing each other. Like, I think all that stuff's great, you know, right. like it just adds to what we get to see. But I think to your point about like the aesthetic of it all, I think people are too worried about their image. And then you get housewives like Noella who come on. I'm sure she's great who come on for a moment and it just, it falls flat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I'm sort of on that same camp with Noella. I thought that like, she had this, she had the story. She had the natural story, but I don't Absolutely. think that she, she didn't present it in, in an authentic way. And she was, again, she, yeah, you're right. She was trying to make these moments. And I think that also gets into the idea of like them trying to be renewed for another season too. And like, how do I make an impact enough to be on a second season, you know? Yeah, I mean, look at Nene, Phaedra, Sonia, Bethany, Luann, Dorinda. They all don't need to make moments. Like, all they need is a camera in front of them, mm-hmm. you know? And I just feel like those housewives that, like, try really hard. I feel like we've been dealt a bad hand a lot lately when it comes mm. to some of these housewives. Right, yeah. So who is who is a newer housewife that you think is really working and, like doesn't ha- it doesn't really worry about that is more is really authentic and, and a really good housewife so so far we haven't seen too much but i'm loving danielle on new jersey i agree I'm loving it she's yeah. giving like very much fresh new jersey vibes she it's um, effortless yes i love sutton and garcelle for beverly hills because i feel like they're not going to play the games that you know, we love Kyle, but we also know Kyle likes to play a game. They're not going to play those games, you know? So, like, I love that. Live for that. Um, Were you supportive of Rena leaving? I was torn, right? Because, like, she's given us a lot of good TV and a lot of crazy, like, storylines that we probably wouldn't have got without her. Like, so, right. like, give credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. But I'm really disappointed in how she handled the whole Erica debacle. Right. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that. And then I and I feel like sort of the the real the the franchise right now that's really kind of post Instagram kind of fully is Salt Lake to me. Like I think that that the yeah. things that you were talk, sort of talking about sort of uh, show themselves the most on that franchise, and it, I think it shows by how quickly that show has their flame is burning bright, but very quickly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like and I think that that's sort of an effect of that. What do you hope we see kind of in the post Jen Shaw Salt Lake? Like, I know that I'm looking for, like, a lot more lightness and a lot more, like, just comedy almost on that show because it's it's just been gotten really dark. (laughs) Um, I'm waiting on Mary Cosby to get back in front of the camera. and (laughs) We've seen her filming. I I saw a post that she was filming. So it's that is, like, the true diamond of Housewives. Like, you can't get that out of anyone else. Sonia is that. Dorinda is that. Teresa is that. You just, you can't get it out of anyone else. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Were you, were you at BravoCon? I was not. No. Okay. The, it, it, the first year I was traveling and the second year I was not able to get tickets where they sold out. So. Well, I think, I think whenever the third one happens, hopefully this year, I think you, you can use your, your platform to get you some tickets. Maybe. I mean, I, hope so. know, I know some people I'll ask around. <laughs> Here's my order at the convention center at BravoCon. <laughs> Hello. And let me put all the housewives with my little microphone. Yes. That would be epic. <laughs> And, you know, something went, again, when I was doing research for this, I didn't, I remembered this happening. I'm sure you talked about it, but I didn't remember that it was you, that you got proposed to live on Watch What Happens Live. And I watched that moment back and 
I, I like brought a tear to my eye. It was, it was such a cute, emotional, perfect moment. Uh, Jackson called you the Kim to his Croy, which was. <laughs> <laughs> and he only had Ramona eyes for me. Ramona yeah. <laughs> eyes for you. Yes. There was a couple other housewives references thrown into the proposal. Does that moment get brought up a lot to you or like, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. And you know what? I'm so glad it's on camera and I'm so glad people bring it up because I was not expecting it and I just blacked out. I was completely. And now you can relive it whenever you want. Yeah. Like they feed you like drinks, you know, watch. Oh yeah. But like, I was totally sober and then, cause I had no idea what was going to happen. And then I just blacked out. So I'm so glad I can go back and watch it and like you know, replay mm-hmm. it all. Have you seen or met Andy since then? I have not, no. I'm going to need a full circle situation to happen I know. next I year. Mean, come on now, like we need Instagram people behind the bar, like fun people behind the bar. You, know? you would be, a, yeah, you would kill it as a bartender. Do you, you bartender order, like that would be epic. Oh, for to drink, hello. Yes, maybe Sutton's daughter beside me with Sutton as a guest. Frank, make, like it, Frank, make it happen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah, God. That would be, that would be fun. That'd be the dream. So, I mean, closing it out, I, I, you know, you're doing this essentially full time now and just like, so cool to think about. It's been a cr- probably a crazy two years for you. What's sort of on the list of things to accomplish this year or beyond, or do you, do you not think that far? Like what, how do you, how are you sort of envisioning what this could turn into even more? So the way it's worked is just flying by the seat of my pants. So, you know, I do that as I'm like looking forward just a little bit. So, you know, like I really had no plans to take this on as a job. And when the Friends of WeHo show aired, I was complaining about it on Twitter. I had four producers in my very well-accredited ones in my direct messages. And so we're like, we're working stuff out. That's all I can really say. Um, So I had not planned for any of that. And I'm just okay. ready to ride it for whatever it okay, is. Okay, so so there's a pot- there's a potential crossover of your top interests potentially. Possibly, yes. Okay, there's well, I, I'm that could go I'm putting it. it out there that I would love that to happen. <laughs> so yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it really would. So so you really don't have a game plan. It's just sort of let's see what happens. Yeah, I really want to just live my life and have fun. Um, you know, I've thought about like moving to LA for a month. You know just to kind of see like what happens, but I truly enjoy like where we live and the small, like quiet little life that I have off of the internet. So I don't know if I really want to do that. I mean, I think, I think that's really healthy to be honest. I think that we've seen celebrities like leave LA and they still go there obviously, and then work and, and promote things, but to have a base, I think outside of the New York LA kind of camps is probably like one of the most healthy things I think you can do for yourself if you're oh for sure in, in a and you know that city gays will eat me alive like my little <laughs> southern self like they'll eat me up on the surface though on the surface yeah I I I think as you said you have you have the bite in you so I think that you could <laughs> yeah is there um you know a restaurant or a chain that you have not worked with that you have not done any th- sort of thing with that sort of would be kind of surreal for you to do we've hit like all the major ones really be like organically or had a brand deal i really want to get like this is a little ambitious we're talking about goals okay but like i really feel like our campiness and like comedy would be perfect for a sonic commercial 
Yes. So absolutely. I'm just waiting on that phone call, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking back to Sonic was sort of like a minor character on The Simple Life back in the day. And mm-hmm. I'm sort of thinking about like, you you have different personalities than Paris and Nicole do, but like the kind the, the, co- the combo of a big personality and a funny person coming into that, there was something that really worked there. And I think that, that yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, it would just epic Sonic sales. I mean, people tag like the craziest, brands and like restaurants in my comments they're like give them a blah 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 and I'm like you guys need to calm down <laughs> poor the social amount- media managers <laughs> I know well that I will say this the amount of times that TLC and Bravo get tagged in my comments on all platforms is astronomical at like, some point, and I'm like at some point it's gonna cut through I know well I'm just like leave these little social media people alone I'm like <laughs> Yeah, they they are they aren't they aren't uh, creating shows out here, but you never yeah, know. I mean, you never knows? know who, yeah. who can pass along the message exactly. Well, Dakota, this has been so much fun connecting with you live, and I'm so happy to know you now. And and because I just love what you put out there. Where can people follow you? What what do you want to plug before we sign off? Yeah, I have all kinds of usernames. Okay, so my TikTok is at Print Fairy. My Instagram is at Dakota Wright. My Twitter is at For to Drink. And those are the three um, profiles that you'll find me on. And the reason why they're not the same is because you, I can't use them all on the same platform. So I'm just well, if, if you search Dakota right, you'll pop up. You, I'll you're, pop you're, up for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The Chris Jenner cut. I'm there. Okay. The Chris Jenner cut. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dakota, this is so much fun. You'll come back on. We'll talk more Bravo at some point. And next yes, time you're in New York, let's hang out. It. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at inthenow.com. You can follow me, Gibson Johns, at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram. And you can listen to all of our interviews, past and future, by searching We Should Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Hope to see you next time.